Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Kaminga nice. fakes a three out to Thompson above the break. Swish for Clay Thompson. Boy, that was really nice from the start of the Clay drive, kick. Kaminga didn't shoot it. Pump fake, drive, kick back to Clay. Clay Thompson now eighth all time in three point makes as he passes the great Vince Carter. The morning roast is live on YouTube right now. Take it away, Bonte. Every day, every game, something historic is happening with this team. That's what happens when you have a core that's together for a decade. Stephen Curry surpassing Vince Carter, all-time three-point makes. Listen, how about Klay Thompson? How about Klay Thompson? Last four games. I could go last 14. I could go last six. But I'll go last four. Last four games for Klay Thompson. 26.5 points per game. 50% shooting from the floor. 50% from the three-point line. 11 of 11 from the free throw line. <laughs> Averaging nearly six May threes per game over that four-game span. Now, I could take it back to 14 games if you guys want. Nine of the 14, he scored at least 20. In those 14 games, he's shooting over 40% from the three-point line. The last time I checked, shooting 40% from three was pretty damn good. I don't care about your true shooting numbers or your analytics or whatnot. I'm looking at raw data here. Just watch the game. There's more space. There's more pacing, and what do you know? Klay Thompson has erupted. He's having a hell of a December. So all the folks who wanted to trade Klay Thompson in a league that values shooting at an all-time high, let's chill for a second. We need to have more patience, especially with one of our living legends. And Klay Thompson is a living legend. We know what he is at this point. We know he can't defend some of the top point guards in the league. We know he's had the major injuries. We know some of the shot selection drives us crazy at some points. But you know what? He is sacrificing. What about the pass to TJD in overtime? Up 123 to 121, and he drops a nice little dime to TJD for a slam dunk to go up four. Clay Thompson didn't have that in his arsenal. Boy, he is coming around here. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about you know the young guys showing growth here. I mean, part of the growth you're seeing from this team, it is going to be coming from these older guys here on this team. Situations like Clay realizing, like, hey, I can trust these young guys to make these plays. Mm -hmm. I don't need to push myself to make more plays, to do th to, to force these shots right. that I shouldn't be taking. And that's where you're seeing, like, yeah, you're seeing a much more relaxed Clay Thompson, yep. a much happier Clay Thompson. And who doesn't love a happy Clay Thompson? No doubt. And he's and he's making and he's dropping dimes there. He's dropping dimes. Right, he's rebounding. Four assists last night, four rebounds. You gotta love where Clay Thompson is at right now. I mean, Ponte's averaging twenty a game over the last thirteen. After there you go. Fourteen, the first you know thirteen games of the year. Once he got that first twenty bomb, it was like, 
all right, now the real Clay Thompson showed up. I think he made a good point. Like, yeah, the defense, it's never going to be there. I mean, the, the guy had an ACL and Achilles blowout. I mean, who's going to be an all-world you know defender what, after that? What about that defense though in the block? Now, he does have great lower body strength. And defending Jalen Brown on the block, Jalen Brown tried to hit the fadeaway against him in overtime and late in the fourth quarter, and Clay Thompson was having none of it. None of it. He's still got that veteran know-how, too. This guy's been in the league for it, forever. What, 10, 11 years now at this point? Like, I've lost 13 track. Years, 13 yeah. years. 13 it, years. It feels like it's been forever. He knows how to defend these guys. There's still going to be that know-how of what you need to do, putting yourself in that right position. It might not be all the time. He's not going to be, again, two-way clay. But you know what? The clay we're getting right now is still Clay Thompson to help you win a lot of basketball games. He can games. help you win big games. And you better believe when the offseason comes around, there's going to be some money on the table for Clay Thompson from a from many organizations, not just to go to say Warriors, from many title contenders. You can't have enough shooting on your roster. And he still has one of the best pure shots in the world. So, Clay Thompson balling out here. Let's get back out to the lines, Lemon. Uh, let's go to Garbage Man in the East Bay. Garbage Man, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, man? First and foremost, uh, happy holidays to everybody in 95.7 The Game. Thank you. Uh, I never call in, but, uh, you know, hopefully I don't climb up. But that, that game last night, Ooh, talk about our early Christmas present, man. Yeah, uh, no just doubt. wanted to say that just having having Stephen Curry represent the Bay, you know, I, don't, I really think we take it for granted, you know, represent the Bay and just, just what he represents. And he's coming an ultimate homer. But, uh, man, just that last night, the euphoria, just watching them play like that. I've been a fan since Run TMC, and I don't care what the season brings. I'm just so happy that everybody played well. Steph Curry's not even my favorite player on the team, you know, Clay Thompson is. But, uh, yeah, man, I just, 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 just had to say that, man. I had to call in and, and just uh, – it's, it's just history. It's just – we just take it for granted out there. That's, that's, that's basically what I wanted to say. Yeah, well, you know what? Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. You know, Monty Poole, last night he said something on the postgame show. Uh, of course, Warriors uh, insider for NBC Sports Bay Area. He's a legend, Monty Poole, that is. And he said something like, boy – when, when Steph Curry retires. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. We're not trying to think about Steph Curry retiring. He's still dropping 28 a game as a 35-year-old with the efficiency. Steph Curry's not close to retiring. But Garbage Man in the East Bay is right. Let's enjoy these moments. Last night, hitting a night-night shot. Stepping up in the second half in overtime, going 7 of 11 for 20 points and hitting four threes and playing the entire fourth quarter in overtime with five fouls. That was gutsy. That was ballsy. Don't underappreciate Stephen Curry. Don't take it for granted. Because we're never going to see anybody like him ever again. And Shaquille O'Neal, listen to Shaq. Maybe it's time to have this conversation. I'm not ready for it, but listen to Shaq here on Inside the NBA. I'm wondering. not saying I'm just wondering because he's been consistently the best shooter his whole career. I'm wondering, is it time to start putting him as the best player of all time? Best player? I'm going to say. Over, you put him over you? In, in, in the conversation. I'm asking you. Yes. You put him over you. Okay. You yourself Way put better. Steph Curry yes, over you. Yeah, that, this is why he's my favorite player. Cause I'm not saying favorite. Played, he might be my favorite too, but I'm just asking you I think played, he's better than you. I played 20 years, watched 20 years before that. I've never seen a guy like him. And he's doing it consistently, and he has championships. You put him Maybe over Michael. No, I, no, I'm not putting him anywhere. I'm saying, okay, you know, for all the children, Chad, is it time to just put him in the conversation? I think, I think, I think he's a. Uh, I'm asking the fans, is it time to you know start putting him in the conversation as well, I'm one of the best players ever? Is it time to put him in that conversation, the goat conversation? 
Well, the fact that Shaq's even bringing that up, the fact that there isn't that there is even a conversation about him being the goat, says a lot about Stephen Curry. It says a lot about his greatness. It says a lot about him changing the game. It says a lot about him being the leader and changing a franchise. We know about the championships. We know about the MVPs. We know about his gravity. The fact that Steph Curry is a top 10 player right now, still playing at the level that he's playing at is remarkable. But to hear Shaquille O'Neal say, yo, he's already surpassed me. And I have Shaq in my top 10. Shaq's like, no, no, he's, he's better than me. We're talking top five? Let's see where it ends up at. Let's see where it ends up at. But the way he cooked Horford, the way he cooked Derrick White, the way he just summons that energy to step up and he, the whole clutch conversation, which was just this narrative for so long that we held. We didn't. We didn't do that. But a lot of people did. They held, well, he doesn't have finals MVP. Well, he hasn't game winner in the last 20 seconds, blah, 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 blah. Just look at two of the last three games. The Brooklyn Nets game. The Warriors have blown an 18-point lead. Nets take the lead. And Steph Curry goes out there and scores 12 straight in the fourth quarter. That sounds pretty clutch. Yeah. Crunch time just isn't the last 20 seconds. There's moments within that fourth quarter, whether it's six minutes left, seven minutes left, eight minutes left, five minutes left. And you're thinking to yourself, boy, that's a big shot. That's a huge shot. Steph Curry has always been clutch. And he's shown you that in 12 of the last or two of the last three games. Well, I think part of the, some of the narrative comes from is the fact that I mean, how many of these clutch situations is he in? Because for years he was on teams that were blowing dudes out, blowing teams out of the water by 30 a night. He mm-hmm. didn't need to be clutch. But yeah, no, it's it's not just the last shot. I feel like yep. so many people they see like what Damian Lillard does, how many of those dagger shots he has in yep. the final seconds, and it's like we like that they think that's what clutch is. But no, it's like you said, qu- what's crunch time considered in the NBA? Like last four minutes, last five minutes of a game. Yeah, when it's like yeah, when it's, when it's a couple possession games, like. That's when you really start to see Steph take over. That is really what clutch is. Not just hitting that last yep. shot. There's so much more that goes into being a clutch player. And Steph Curry, okay, maybe doesn't have all those game winners, but he checks off all the other boxes that all you the need boxes. in crunch time. All the boxes. All the boxes. So, and we got four lines here. Of course, it's you, it's me, it's Lutman, Shasky's out, Spadoni's out. It's just us, Roasters. And we got a lot to talk about with this basketball game last night as the Warriors rallied from a 17-point deficit. I know Chase Center was rocking. I want to hear from people who were at the game. I want to hear from people who watched the game. What a night for the Golden State Warriors as they won their third in a row. They're one game under 500. They have a chance by the end of the week to be one game over 500. And, of course, they've won six straight at Chase Center. So home court advantage after a slow start at Chase Center this year. They're starting to figure out at home what's going on here. Let's go to Duke and San Bruno. Duke, what's happening? Good morning. You're on the roast. Hey, guys. Hey guys thanks for taking my call. Bonte, you're a savage. Take a couple days off, man. Okay. <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey, could, so, hey, I will say it right now. Matt, I need Friday off. No, no, go ahead, Duke. Hey. Okay, so, so let's just go with the eye test. We can all agree that the Warriors look like they're playing free. There's been an F word that's been tossed around this morning. It's called fun. You mm. guys have said it. Uh, uh, Stephen Curry has said it. Now I'm going to put the rat on the table. What happens when Draymond Green comes back? Ooh. You can't replace you can't replace the athleticism mm. of Kaminga and Moody and TJD and Pods. That's just youth. There's just you can't teach that. It's just all there is to it. What what happens? What happens to the fun? Does the fun get sucked out of the room when he's back on the court? Does he end up back on the court? You know, you know, Duke. That's the million-dollar question. Draymond, go bye-bye. No, it's not. I I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But you know what, Duke? 
if these guys continue to play the way they're playing in the starting lineup, and that's Jonathan Kaminga, and that's Trey Jackson Davis, and of course Pajemski, I think you got to continue to roll with this starting lineup. And maybe it's Draymond Green who's coming off the bench like he did a couple times in the Sacramento series. But I don't want to mess up the rhythm that Jonathan Kaminga has. I don't want to mess up his flow. I need to see Trace Jackson Davis. Give me 15, 20 minutes a night for TJD. I need to see it. Pajinski has to play. He's proven he has to play. He, had gra- he grabbed five rebounds yesterday before exiting the game with a lower back strain. Now, Pajinski's okay. Warrior said it's not nothing serious, so we can cross our fingers for Pajinski. He's going to be back sooner rather than later, and it could be Friday. He said he was good on Twitter, so there you go. But I got to see these guys continue to play. So maybe a trade opens up some minutes for somebody else. I have no idea what Dunleavy's going to do. But without Draymond Green, who's going to be out for at least the next two and a half, three weeks, at least, minimum, these guys have a great opportunity in Kaminga, Moody, Pajemski, TJD, to solidify themselves in this rotation. So Duke and San Bruno, you're on to something. I've thought about it. What happens when Draymond Green comes back? Could be a positive. It could be a really positive because when he does come back, you're getting one of the best defenders in the league. But we're not here for all the other stuff right now because we are having fun. And the Warriors, due to Draymond Green's antics on the court, and look, he was playing good basketball, which is sad. He was playing really good basketball on both sides of the floor. He may have been the second-best player before getting popped. And you need that fire. But, boy, they were not – they were starting to become unlikable because of what happened against Rudy Gobert. Because of what happened with Yusuf Nurkic. Because of what happened last season with Jordan Poole. Those are just the facts. And now you get these youngsters playing well and you see how everybody's vibing and vibrant and being vibrant here. I don't know. I don't know. Because in the fourth quarter, they didn't need Draymond Green last night. They rallied despite not having Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean, not only was it not was they, were they unlikable, it was just unwatchable. It was a grind. It was like pulling teeth sometimes. Yeah. You know, seeing them blow these games late, seeing Draymond lose his temper like that, see him just foul out just because he's like, you know what, I'm done. I can't. I don't want to do it. It's it was an anchor on this team. It was like right. an emotional anchor at times on this team. And with him not on the floor last night. You saw how how free and loose these guys were playing, how stress-free these guys were playing. You know, we've talked about, you know, the Draymond effect, what he brings on the court. You're trying to see the Draymond effect, what he brings when he's off the court, and it's finally starting to have some yep. positives. We saw it in Sacramento last year where he misses well, game three. Game three. Completely changes how the Warriors went about that series. Yep. Ended up being a big part of why they won. Think about that, Ponte. They helped. They won a series in part because Draymond missed a game. Yeah. The same guy who, when he missed a game in the NBA Finals, cost them the series. Right. Now it's like we've come full circle. The Warriors needed him on the court. Now it's to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm not saying get rid of Draymond completely, but bring him off the bench when right. he comes back, deepening that second unit with his presence right. there. It, it's hard to not not want that. Yeah, no, I I don't. Look, they came back from an 11-point deficit, and Draymond Green was at home. And Andrew Wiggins was stuck on the bench because he was struggling. They came back against the Boston Celtics with Trace Jackson Davis and Kaminga on the floor. And CP3. You can't, I don't want to dismiss CP3 because he's been a little quiet over the last three weeks. Nine points, 12 assists, seven rebounds, no turnovers. I'm telling you, CP3's two shots before the end of the third quarter when Chase Center was quiet and the Celtics were running the Warriors off the floor and Steph Curry was sitting there with a towel over his head in foul trouble. He has two shots next you, you know, okay, 11 point game. Maybe you could make a game of it. Maybe you lose by five or something. Maybe you give it an old shot. But those two shots by CP3 before the end of the third quarter, you got to give him his props for that. So, Draymond Green, 
Look, man, we talk about sacrificing. We've all talked about Andrew Wiggins coming off the bench, and he is. We discussed Klay Thompson coming off the bench. Hell, Klay Thompson didn't finish the game in Phoenix. Everybody's got to be willing to sacrifice on this basketball team if they want to do what's right for the team. And when Draymond Green comes back, what if Kaminga's rolling? You sure you want to put him back on the bench? Well, I mean, Draymond, how did Draymond's career get started? He was on the bench at first, and then he came into the starting lineup when Iguodala and David Lee were moved to the bench. Yep. Again, it's and David full Lee got circle. hurt with the hamstring injury. Exactly. You know, that's how these opportunities open up. A guy, he's in there, all of a sudden he's out, and you're thrust into duty yep. out of nowhere. That's kind of a situation that Draymond's in. He's on the other side of it, though. And if you're Draymond Green, you have to have that wherewithal to understand you're, you're, you're part yeah. of the circle of life right now, dude. That, that's a question Steve Kerr's going to have to answer in the next three weeks. But right now, we're moving on without Draymond Green. Draymond Green's got to get right. He's got to do what's best for Draymond Green, which is get right. And when he's ready to get back, then we'll have the conversation whether or not he needs to come off the bench, whether or not he needs to be here on this roster. But he's got to win that leadership back over with this team. He's got to earn that trust back with this basketball team. And in the most important season of his career, he's missed more than half the team's games. He's been suspended twice. He's been ejected three times. So Draymond Green has to earn that back, I believe. But right now I'm having a lot of fun watching these young Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Is in the starting lineup. They're rolling right now. Susan in South City. Susan, good morning. How are you? Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I was there last night. First of all, shout out to the Pepsi Club. Secondly, <laughs> Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Thank you. Merry what, Christmas to you. What energy. What crazy energy it took Chase Center last night. First of all, I think you're right that this is a blessing in disguise. I mean, I adore Draymond. He's the life. He's the heart, the soul of the team. But you know what? These kids would not have gotten a chance without yeah. him being gone. And this yeah. is it. I mean, Kaminga, like, that steal was unreal last night. Totally lit up to the Chase Center. Anyways, I'm going to have to take the call offline because I have to um, go to work. But thanks so much. Anytime, Susan. Thank you for the call. Kaminga. We've been waiting on this guy for three years now. And you know the cold part about last season? What kind of gets swept under the rug last season? Was Andrew Wiggins. Obviously, he had to take time off due to personal reasons. And he misses two months. Kaminga, during that stretch, started playing some really good basketball. And you started to see the growth. And then Wiggins gets back. 
And then Leishon Kamiga just got short. And next thing you know, he's out of the rotation. And next thing you know, he's not even playing against the L.A. Lakers. And that set him back. And then you had the reports 15 minutes after the series was over against the L.A. Lakers that Kamiga wants a major role or he wants to be shopped. Well, I wonder what was going on through his head when he wasn't playing against the Portland Trailblazers. Heck, we played the sound. He was just saying, hey, I'm just, I've been here before. I'm just here for my teammates. He didn't play in the first 31 minutes of that basketball game against the Portland, Portland Trailblazers a couple weeks ago. And then they're down double digits. Steve Kerr said, you know what, J.K., we need some energy. And he didn't leave the court. And since then, he's been in a rotation. And since then, he's scored in double figures in seven of his last eight games. And since then, he's started to rebound better. And since then, he's starting to defend better. And since then, he's starting to finish better. And since then, his shot selection is getting better. We got to let J.K. roll, man. This guy's a player. If I'm, if Dunleavy decides to trade anybody, because Dunleavy last week when when the Draymond Green uh, decision was uh, when the decision was handed down, Draymond Green was suspended indefinitely. And Dunleavy said, these next 10 to 15 games will determine what this roster is going to look like down the stretch. Well, I'll tell you what, Kaminga's got to be on this roster. And he's got to be a warrior for a very long time. I agree. Yeah, he, talent like that just doesn't just doesn't come into your lap. It doesn't fall into your lap. Well, this, this guy's talented, Loveman. Oh, absolutely. He's got all the physical tools you want. I mean, ever since he's come in, you love the athleticism he brings, the energy he brings. He's so strong out there. He's got that length that you want. It's just always been a matter of putting it together. I kind of wonder, Bonte, like, how much of just the, the, the presence of Chris Paul on this team, because there's yeah. so many times when he's out there. I, I call it the babysitter lineup. Mm-hmm. It's like what's out there with Tim. It's Pods. <laughs> it's Kaminga. Yeah. It's Moody. Yep. It's uh, TJD. You know, I think when you combine their four ages, it doesn't even add up to Chris Paul's age. But, like, it seems like just him being on this team, the way he's getting these younger guys involved in a way. Like, there's a moment, this isn't a JK moment, but there was a moment last night in the second quarter, just the way he feeds Trace Jackson Davis when Davis is going into the paint and dropping it in there. It's like, the way his his ball movement, the way he puts it in these young guys' hands, it's like... Underrated passer, JK. It really is. You're spot on with that. Very underrated passer. And he's a nice shooter. You know, now I know he went one for four from the three-point line, but the pressure he puts on the rim, and when he does get to the rim, he's looking to pass at times. If he doesn't have a shot, he'll pass it. And I think one thing the coaching staff is really implementing into J.K.'s game. Hey, when you get the ball at first, you don't need to dribble, dribble, go get your shot. Move it around a little bit. See how the defense sets it up. And then trust that the ball is going to get back into your hands, and then you can make your move. And that's what J.K.'s doing right now, Lovin. And that's something that you you learn as in time as you get older. Because he's, what, he's 21 years old right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a young guy. I mean, he, he had his first beer two weeks ago. That's how young he is. You know, you got to learn to get into the flow of the game in that sense. And that that's something you're seeing It's a lot easier yep. for him this year. The game is moving slower for him this yep. year. And that's kind of where I credit the Chris Paul effect there, too. Because you have that stabilizing veteran force out there who's really kind of helping open this game up for you. And, yeah, now all of a sudden you're seeing where it's so much easier for him to use those physical tools that he has yep. and build that confidence where he's waving his arms firing mm-hmm. up the crowd and then at the end of the game he's getting in Jason Tatum's face yes. forcing that miss yep. Steph Curry saying that's how you do it boy yep. that's how you do that, it that fired me up seeing Steph do that to Tatum because they had the communication and Kaminga's like get out of my way I got this guy this is my dance I'm going one on one at the end of the game and I'm going to isolate this guy and I'm going to shut him down you know what the Warriors did last night to Tatum? They forced him in the 5-17 shooting to a 9 from the three-point line. And to see Kaminga on the island by himself again, no fouls last night for J.K. You want to talk about growth? One turnover for J.K. last night. Now, you also brought up CP3 because I asked TJD, you know, what is it about CP3? You guys seem to have some chemistry there. 
And TJG mentioned the Phoenix game where they just lost last Tuesday night. And he's saying, you know, Chris Paul grabbed me to the side and said, hey, this is what's going to be going down. I'm going to be looking for you on the rolls. You have good hands. Be ready to catch these passes. Be ready to go up and finish with authority. And he has that rapport with Chris Paul there. And then a knack to go get the ball. He has a nose for the basketball, TJD. The way he's getting up off the ground these last two games, I'm like, wow. How did this guy fall to the second round? How did he slip to the second round and fall into the lap of the Golden State Warriors? Because he's finishing better. He has a knack for these loose balls. 13 rebounds last night, 8 rebounds on Sunday. He's finishing at the rim, which we haven't seen in a while. Having a big man who's looking to attack the rim and finish with authority. And then you can't get enough of the block shots. You can't get enough of the block shots, Loveman. If you can, I need to hear those block shots, some of that sound, because those are huge plays. Nobody could score in overtime the first two minutes. And Jalen Brown, who could finish with the best of them, was looking to put TJD on his personal poster. And TJ says that TJD said, no, 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 no. Not tonight, my man. You got it, Loveman. Go ahead and play. Brown lets it roll, picks it up, front court. Puts on the brakes, backs up three-point line, pressured by Thompson. Dribbles down the lane, nobody home. Jackson oh. Davis blocked it, knocked it away at the rim. Thompson pulls it down. Jackson Davis with the reject. What a block. Did you hear, did you hear Loveman real quick? Did you hear Tim Roy? Oh, my gosh, the lane is wide open. And TJD from the weak side says, no. And you hear Tom Tobert on the call. Oh, just great awareness there because I think he was on Horford on both those blocks. He was uh, set up on Horford there. Horford's out in the corner. To be able to abandon Horford in the corner there where, again, Horford, he's not afraid of taking those threes. He was 3 of 10 last night. But he abandoned Horford there to have that awareness to go in, get that swat, not once but twice. That was the second block he had on, yeah. on Jalen Brown. This was the first one that he had in the second quarter. Brown takes it front court off a series of screens, gets Pajemski from the logo. Crossover left hand down the lane to the cup. Blocked by Jackson Davis. Just get it out of here. Here comes Curry. Hightails it to the front court. Drives on Holiday. Got fouled. Get it out of yep. here. No, nah, Matt Nahegan, our program director in my ear, four-year college player. And TJD has given us everything we wanted out of James Wiseman. And I'm not here to rip on James Wiseman. I'm not here to, to, to throw shade at him. He's in Detroit doing his thing. Detroit, by the way, they're like 4-48 and 48 in their last 52 games. They can't get a win. They can't buy a win. But TJD fits the Warrior big system. Think about all the bigs, whether it's Festus Azili, whether it's Andrew Bogut, whether it's Zaza Pachulia, whether it's uh, JaVale McGee, whether it's David West. These guys knew how to pick and roll, pick and roll to the basket, and finish with authority. Now, sometimes Andrew Bogut would pass it out from the layups. I'm like, dude, just go up and dunk it. But TJD, when he gets around that rim, he knows what to do with it. And the smarts, the awareness. Mike Woodson, who coached him at Indiana, had a long NBA playing career, had a long career coaching in the NBA. Those, and, and, of course, he's the son of Dale Davis. So he just knows how to play the game. Right spot, right time, even on a night-night three by Stephen Curry there over Derek White. TJD almost got his hands on that basketball, and it goes to Chris Paul. He makes a great pass to Steph Curry. So TJD, as Steve Kerr said, I'm going to play it right now. He was the player of the game. He was um, tremendous. I mean, he was the player of the game. There were, you know, there were several huge plays. Obviously, Steph shot, probably being number one. But um, you know, Trace's block on on Jalen Brown. But Trace was the guy who shifted everything. Plus twenty five in his minutes, second great game in a row. You can see the uh, the impact he makes. So um, he's going to play. He's going to be in the lineup. 
So, I mean, all this talk about Trace Jackson Davis, I know I mentioned I had a couple questions I want to throw out there to you about him. The first one is, and I don't know if it is it's just as simple as how much he played in college, but we're seeing him out there. We're seeing him just assimilate himself into this Warriors system mm-hmm. so so effortlessly. He knows where to go. He knows where the ball's at all the time. And then you're thinking about, you know, he doesn't have that pedigree that maybe like James Wiseman had mm-hmm. when Wiseman was drafted. Wiseman a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. He looked good those first few weeks of his career. Then he just kind of faded off into where he is at right now. I'm kind of curious, Ponte, what is that difference that you're seeing from Trace Jackson Davis that we just never really saw with James well, Wiseman? Because he has basically become everything we ever wanted Wiseman to be and, and almost a little bit more. Well, as a second-round pick, 57 overall, and it's a great question, Loveman. He's already disrespected coming into the league. And he tweeted about it. He goes, y'all going y'all gonna to remember this. I'm going to keep the receipts. Don't forget this. 57th overall pick coming out of Indiana. And he had the athleticism. And you see him putting pressure on the rim. And I'm like, wow, 6'9", 245. So one, he looks stronger than James Wiseman. One, he's bought into his role. James Wiseman, pick number two overall, was looking to be a star right away. And he wanted to play his way, not the Warriors' way. And he, his screen setting was atrocious. Trace Jackson Davis has no problem getting down and dirty setting the screen. He knows how to roll to the basket, making himself available. His hands, Loveman, his hands are so much better than the hands of James Wiseman. It's not even close. It's like he's got Velcro in his hands. He's snatching everything. He's not fumbling anything away. So his hands are better. He sets better screens and his awareness defensively. How many times have we seen James Wiseman defensively? His positioning was horrible. His positioning, he would be inside the restricted area. And so when he's contested the shot, he's landing out of bounds. Trace Jackson Davis, his positioning defensively, knowing where to be. And then individually, he was on the island with uh, Drew Holiday at times, on an island with uh, Jalen Brown, and he's holding his own, moving his feet. So I just think his awareness, his IQ, his instincts, his hands, he's just a better basketball player than James Wiseman. No, and I agree, especially with the IQ and the awareness. We, we mentioned that night-night three. Again, yep. he got that rebound. How easy would it have been for him, for any young guy in that situation, to try and play hero ball, yep. put that ball back in himself, but to have that presence of mind. Again, we always talk about on the Warriors, it's always about passing up the good shot mm-hmm. for the better shot. And that's where I kind of realized last night, like, how you know he's more dialed in to this system than James Wiseman mm-hmm. ever was is because it's so easy to, to instead of putting that shot back in like he probably wanted to, right. get it into Chris Paul so he can then well, feed it lo- out to Steph well, he and lost get it. that three. He couldn't corral it there. He lost control of it. So Chris Paul, right place, right time, and he whips a pass. I don't even know how Derek White didn't get that steal, but he whips a pass to Steph Curry. Shot clock's running down. you got to throw up a shot, and the rainbow hurt around the world. And it goes, it doesn't touch the rim. Doesn't touch the rim. Are you going to play it for me, Love it? Play it for Carroll the rim. Flips traffic down the lane, spins on Horford, throws Ooh, it up uh, wild, no good. And the loose ball deflected to Paul with three on the shot clock. Over to Curry, catch and shoot three. Got it from the right sideline. 10.6 to go. Warriors lead 131 26. How did he do that? He is a relocation sensation. <laughs> and he put the night-night symbol with 10.6 to go. He did that because call. he's Steph Curry. That's how uh, he did that. Unbelievable call by Tim Roy right here on 95.7 The Game. Another thing that we're not going to get into much, we should because it was a factor in this game. Points in the paint in the first half, 32-20 to 20 Boston. Also the bench points for the Golden State Warriors. They're continuing to cook dudes off the bench. What did they have? 50, I believe it was 57 to oh, 50 to 27. Bench points, Golden State Warriors. The Warriors in 23 or 27 games. Their bench has outscored the opposing bench. So the bench has been great, and it was great last night with Trace Jackson Davis and, of course, Chris Paul. Also in the first half, 
points off turnovers. Boston had 10, the Warriors had 2. Well, guess what? The Celtics ended up with 12, and the Warriors ended up with 9. So they didn't turn the ball over in the second half, and they didn't foul. That was huge last night. Taking care of the basketball and not fouling against a team like the Boston Celtics, that goes a long way for the Golden State Warriors. When they take care of the basketball, and you have two of the greatest shooters who've ever lived in Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry, and you get them more and more opportunities to score, last night's going to happen. You're going to score, and you're going to get quality shots. So take care of the basketball. Don't foul. They're doing a better job at that right now over this three-game winning streak. Let's get back out to the lines, man. These lines are lit. All these roasters waiting on hold. I need you today. I'm fired up. I got four, four hours of sleep. I couldn't sleep last night after the game. I'm fired up, man. How are you not fired up right now? Let's go to Mystic in the city. Mystic, what is happening? Big win for the Bay last night. Hey, man, first, real quick, anybody who says Clay Thompson is done and needs to go to the bench, should, you should hang up on them immediately from here on out. Uh, Splash Brothers are still cooking. Um, but two things. Looney, Looney is a good player, and I, I'm still glad he's starting. However, Jackson Davis is showing you that Looney's time needs to be reduced and diminished because he simply presents things that Looney cannot do. His hands around the basket, he's the best around the basket big man we've had since David West. He reminds me of a young David West and that block, his, his mm. defensive instinct, flying from across the key yep. to catch one of the best finishers in the game mm-hmm. above the rim and deny him. Come on, you don't see that. And then Jonathan Kaminga, wow. Draymond Green, not only is Draymond Green on notice because of his attitude, being an albatross and an anchor for the morale of the team, but it's getting to the point now where the youngsters are showing you that if they don't play, their skills are demanding that mm. they play over Draymond. Mm. Draymond, you can handle the ball, but you're not as good as you were and you're turning the ball over. Draymond, you don't finish at the rim. Draymond, you're not the same on-ball defender now. Kaminga guarded Brown, Tatum, no fouls? Yeah. Come on, man. And then uh, and TJD, I mean, they basically took over that game yep. and gave the Splash Brothers yep. room to operate. It, it, dude, Mystic, that's a hell of a call. And you're giving me goosebumps just thinking about last night. And Draymond Green may be on notice. And I'm sure Draymond Green's watching. He's got to go to counseling. He's going to be out for the next three weeks. But he should be on notice because these youngsters are coming. And they want to play. And they want to play a lot. And they deserve to play. And to see these two youngsters in crunch time against the Boston Celtics at Chase Center on national television, whoo, those vibes were good. You got to let these guys cook. And you're right. Maybe Steve Kerr stumbled into this. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Now, you don't want to see Draymond Green doing what he's doing. But, boy, J.K. and T.J.D. have to play moving forward. Let's get to Jay in Oakland. He's been a hole for a long time. I appreciate the patience, Jay. Jay, what's happening, man? You're on the roast. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, I, I have to admit, man, a couple weeks ago, I was down on this team. And the reason I was down on this team is because they didn't, they, they didn't look like our Warriors, the Warriors mm-hmm. that we, we come to know. It wasn't playing Warriors basketball. And it made, me, it made me come to the conclusion that our agent stars wasn't able to play Warriors basketball no more. But to quote Monte, oh, baby, was I wrong? Man, that game last night was—it was encouraging. It was encouraging, and not just for Clay and stuff, but it was encouraging as a team to see the team play the way that they did was really encouraging, man. Mm-hmm. And we know, like you know, like you said, I like the way you said it. Like we got to take it game by game. Yep. I understand that. You know, some shots going to go down. Some, you know, you're going to have games where shots go down, and other games where you know they can't make anything. But to get on Clay. Uh, 
bank. I think it was the third quarter, man. I'm, when was the last time you saw Clay the playmaker? Yeah, I know. Like, Clay was penetrating, <laughs> had a drop off yep. to Sarge. Yep. He was penetrating. What about the drop off to TJD? Yeah, there you go. Overtime, the drop off. Nice one to go up four, 125 to 121. Jay, keep cooking. Yeah, yeah Clay was out there looking like Magic Johnson. Like, real talk. And uh, I was like, man, it was really encouraging to see them play this type of basketball. I know it's only one type of game. Great call, Jay. Great call. And that's why I'm thinking about the crowd. And I'm playing it through my head. And I'm looking at TJD blocking shots. I'm looking at Kamiga Duncan overtime. And I'm looking at Klay Thompson hit open shots in the fourth quarter. Two threes that were huge. Down 114-107. Boston continues to cook. Boom. He comes off a screen from Steph. They double Steph. Boom. Klay Thompson. Bang. Splash. And then, of course, what Steph Curry did last night. Still showing at the age of 35 that he's still one of the best players in this league, that he's still an elite athlete. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because that was a tough – that was a barometer game. We discussed this yesterday. Like, okay, beating Portland's one thing. Beating the Brooklyn Nets who play no defense is one thing. But what are you going to do against the Celtics who are coming in, rolling at 20-5, and five, five games in a row? And I know their road record right now is not good. They're 6-6 six and six on the road. They're 14-0 at home. But Scala joined us in the pregame show yesterday at NBC Sports Bay Area. Brian Scalabrini goes, look, when our starters are together, we're 15-1. and And I get that they were missing Christoph Porzingis. The Warriors were missing Draymond Green and Gary Payton II. And we didn't know if Chris Paul or Andrew Wiggins were going to play because they were both ill. They were questionable. To do that against the Celtics, down 17 in the third quarter, knowing that Steph Curry had five fouls. Hell, there's a chance if Boston goes into the fourth quarter up 17, we may not have seen Steph Curry in the fourth quarter. But credit Chris Paul for hitting some big shots in the last minute of that frame. And you're down 11, Curry checks back in, and then the magic happens. So that's a huge win. This was a measuring stick game for these youngsters. And they're going to take these days off, and they're going to get ready for Washington, feeling really good about themselves. The smile that J.K. had on his face last night, you can't replace that. TJD knowing that, hey, you know what? I'm making things happen with the Splash Brothers. I'm making things happen with Chris Paul. Respecting the veterans. One thing underrated, and Killian wrote this article in the Chronicle about Christmas with the Currys. Monte Ellis, when he was a go-to state warrior, once took Stephen Curry to one of his charity events for Christmas, kind of teaching Steph Curry the way on how to do things in the community as an NBA player. Well, Steph Curry, like he always does, pays it forward. And this year, he took TJD with him. He's like, hey, young fella, this is how you do it. And the maturity this young man, it speaks a lot about how Steph Curry respects this young man. Coming in as a four-year college player, so there's a lot of good things to like here. And we're going to have that question. That is the elephant in the room. That is the elephant in the room. What's going to happen when Draymond Green come back? Well, we've got about three weeks for that. We've got about three weeks. One more call here before the injury report. Uh, by the way, Salbo spent $5 here. Thanks for the contribution, Salbo. Reggie said yesterday on the call at the TJD block, if this isn't Dale Davis, Dad, if this isn't Dale Davis, uh, it just says Reggie Miller played with them. And, oh, okay. Yeah, he did play with Dale Davis. Maybe he is Dale Davis' son. But he finishes a lot better than Dale Davis. I'll tell you that one. I tell you that much. Uh, Chewy, real quick in the East Bay before the injury report. Chewy, what's happening? Hey, hey, guys. Happy holidays. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, real quick, nobody's really talked. You touched it once. Turnovers. Yep. Biggest factor of that game, I no tell doubt. you right now. Two turnovers in the second half, Chewy. Yo. Missed it. Points off turnovers in the first half. The Warriors gave up 10. They gave up two in the second half. 
They committed to, uh, eight turnovers in that first half. They committed two in the second half. That's huge. That went a long way to winning that basketball game. Well, we got time to squeeze in one more. We got injury report. All right. Alex, Austin, Ray, we're going to get to everybody on hold right now. 888-957-9570. We are so fired up about this win last night. I've got four hours of sleep. I need you guys to carry me the last two hours. I got Lubman in the building. I got the roasters on YouTube and the Comcast business text line. I got home last night at about 11.15. And you know what? I said, damn, I got to watch enough. the fourth quarter in overtime. I can't get enough. It's like a drug. You just can't, you can't get enough of it. You got to get more of it. Inject it all. Watching it. Yeah, inject it all into my veins. What a win for the Golden State Warriors, rattling from 17 points down. All right, we're going to talk to Anthony Slater on the other side. He was in the building last night. He always writes great articles at The Athletic. Our 95-7 game NBA insider, Anthony Slater, coming up. But first, let's get to the injury report. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Person, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. All right, shifting gears to the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan updated us on a few minor injuries the 49ers are dealing with. Diamador Lenore sustained a rib contusion in Sunday's win and is expected to be day-to-day. That's good news. Also day-to-day is Cleveland Farrell as he deals with an ankle injury. The good news is offensive lineman Spencer Burford is expected back this week at practice after missing the last few games with an injury, knee injury. However, are we sure we want to start Burford over Feliciano? Feliciano's playing some good football. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Just like the Golden State Warriors with their lineups. The injury report brought to you by Boxer and Gerson. By the way, I haven't heard from Hillary in a while. Hillary, where you at? You're not going to call us after the Raiders drop 63 in the Chargers? Or are you already done? Are you becoming a Niner fan yet, Hillary? By the way, shout out to Boxer and Gerson. Happy holidays to them. Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up in the game? Sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. We're going to take a time out with Anthony Slater. We'll talk to Anthony Slater about last night and moving forward with this Go to State Warriors team. Then we're getting right back to your phone calls, right back to your comments on YouTube. 888-957-9570. What a win for the Go to State Warriors. 888-957-9570. Doves beat the Celtics, the best team in the NBA, rallying from a 17-point deficit. That's what's coming up. Sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. 
Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.